20 yards out! That is a duel from Chile! Tim Cahill has done it again! What a goal by Tim Cahill! Thompson! Five goals to Archie! Swing out, Medica's head out from Rob Melbourne! And the league champion, Dark Lord Zolbert! On 11.16 SEM, The Four Diegos. G'day everyone and welcome to The Four Diegos on 11.16 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Rodrigo Rodrigo with you on a Wednesday night. Thanks to Finey. What's your name again? Rodrigo Rodriguez. <laughs> what did I say? Rodrigo Rodrigo. Oh, well, that's... that's Is that uh, your rapper name? Well, you know, I've always wanted to be in the United Nations. Wasn't it Butros Butros? It was Butros. <laughs> Rodrigo Rodrigo Rodriguez. Anyway, um, thanks for that. Thanks for correcting me right at the top there, boys. And uh, thanks to Finey, as always. Uh, great show. And he'll be back tomorrow from 7. And, of course, um, Zanners and Milne. In the hour before us, thanks for that, guys. Vinny Venezuela, g'day. I know this is very random, um, Rodrigo, but uh, I often think of opening up a, a UN sort of themed cafe, and I'm going to call it Coffee Renan. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And what do you get? Do, do Coffee. You, okay. <laughs> it's a cafe. <laughs> I've got the name. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, nice. Told you it was random. Do you have to seek Hello, a man's everyone. permission to do that? Like, yeah, that's it. See, he'd come looking for me. He's at that, <laughs> that echelon where they, they want to... Brown paper bag mm. with cash. Yeah, good day, Warren and Carlos. You're here as well. How are you, Rodrigo? Rodrigo. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Good to you're see lucky you. Lucky I'm here, it's by the way. Just very yeah. quiet. No, no, we're, well, we're, we're well, so you're our listeners. I only came for because of you. Yeah, thank you. It's good, good to Not see you. Because of him. That's Carlos. Him. Well, I'm very. Vinny, very, I came for too. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> our listeners are saying thanks for coming for us, yeah. Warren. Mm. Um, I then the listeners out there. Yes. I'm always conscious of them. Yeah. All right, great. Anyway, this is the Four Diego's. We've got a big show for you tonight. We're catching up with uh, Mike McGrath a little bit later on. Um, we'll, we'd love to take your calls on 9429-1116. The Matildas are on at the moment against China, and they're 1-0 down in the 73rd minute. It's uh, a party performance, isn't it? It's yeah, the after-party yeah. performance. Yeah. No, no, look, they safe, partied hard safe the girls the other night. Yeah, they're, they're absolutely. They're safe and sound on their way to Rio, the Olympics. So Peter fantastic. Allen got a workout in the change rooms after the game, too. <laughs> yeah. Good to see. What yeah. I liked was uh, just an oldie but a goodie that whenever we won a game in the pub leagues many years ago, they had the, was it one? Was it two? But unfortunately, they won. You won one nil, didn't they? No, was it? No, it was two one. Two. So they could only go to two, but it was, you know, we got to send them in anyway. Yeah, no, it was, it's awesome. So. Well done to the Matildas. We'll uh, talk a bit, bit about them a little bit later on in the Q&A. Um, the hot topic tonight, uh, Carlos, we'll go to you. Yes, just before the hot topic, uh, uh, hi there, Marie, to Hala Madrid, Madrid or Hala Diego's, whatever yeah. that is. Hola. What's Hala? Hola. In, 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 Isn't it Hola? No, no, Hala. Hala. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I go, go, like go. Go, Forza. Yeah. Yeah, huh? yeah. Something like that? <laughs> well, I think so. Yeah. That, that was Italian. Yeah, yeah well, it's still. Yeah. Spain, Italian. The equivalent. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, hot topic tonight. I was, you know, watching Bruno Fornaroli. What, what a spectacular play that man is. And uh, the way he finished with a plum on the weekend. You know, in amongst a, 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 what I think for most of that game was a mediocre Melbourne City. Second half they took over, but really first half they were outplayed by by uh, Sydney FC. And most of this year, let's face it, oh. if it wasn't for Bruno Fornaroli... If it wasn't for Bruno Fornaroli, yeah. Melbourne City would be, you know, down the uh, Central Coast Mariners stuff, right? Last Everybody six games. Not yet, not yet. <laughs> no, this is 
<laughs> I can see Warren just he's got his red hair red head in his hands. Let me let me talk about what the hot topic is first and right. you can have a rant okay. about what I'm gonna say. Well, that's just oh. a precursor to In Warren's the last rant. six games, I know City everyone's sort of talking about the possibility of them winning something this year, but the last six games, you know, they lost against Wellington Phoenix, they've lost against Newcastle Jets, uh, they've drawn against Melbourne victory and they weren't the better side on the night. They lost against West Sydney Wanderers after being down four one and there was four three at the end. Lucky to get that close. Fornaroli inspired to even get that close. My question is, can Melbourne City win anything this year without Bruno Fornaroli? Now, ultimately, he could get an injury any time. He could actually feel homesick and go back to Uruguay. <laughs> it's not any moment, happen. any moment. Not zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Can they win anything oh, without Bruno? Lord. Everybody was <laughs> Yes, it is time now for. Uh, Warren's rant, right off the top. <laughs> don't swear. You're wind. You're doing this deliberately, aren't no, you? You're winding swear. me up. I've just given you facts. Write, no. I've given you facts. facts. I've given you data. Uh, data. I've given you data and facts. Okay. You want to argue on the data so, and facts? So would Real Madrid be any good without Cristiano Ronaldo? Could Probably Melbourne not. victory? Could Melbourne victory win anything without Barisha? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. The data rubbish. tells us he would. Oh, the, d- the data. <laughs> You are absolutely kidding me. He's the best player in in a team that is winning, partially because he scores, but somebody has to give the ball to him, Carlos. I mean, have you seen the service he gets? Aaron Moy he has, has got get, he, 19 assists for the season. The next closest is Costa Barbarisas. There's a stat. He's he's the other one. <laughs> There's so data. He's the other data. One. He's the other one. <laughs> You know where Bruno Fornaroli needs to go get ball, oh. ball at his feet? In the third row of the stand. That's how good the service is to him sometimes. He's going he's to pull off his headphones and It is and, the and most ridiculous the thing that you could ever... I've actually thought at times you might have been half intelligent. Let's, You're telling me let's that a guy who's in a team... Let's throw it to the listeners. Throw it to the listeners. Let's, let's, it's a stupid question. Okay. Throw it well, to Warren. Ken but Warren, City... Win a trophy this year without Bruno Fornaroli. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. I think that's a very plain. You know question. what Thank the you. equivalent Thank of you. that is? We would still be out. We would still be a Diego show without you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask the alternate question: Could the Diegos no, be the Diegos without be, Carlos? Be careful what you wish for there, Warren. <laughs> How ridiculous is that yeah, but, statement? But Warren, it, it's fair to say that Fornaroli FC only won on the weekend <laughs> because of Fornaroli. Yeah. True. Uh, so I mean, he, Moy did a few good things. So he wins Moy's the ball himself. Yeah. He wins the ball yeah. himself. He dribbles himself. He scores In himself. Fact, he saved the goal with his hands first. Rarely do I <laughs> agree with Graham himself. Arnold. Rarely. Yeah. But he said yeah. the difference this weekend was one man. What what City did, has done very well, somehow they've got him under the salary cap. Well, that's what Graham Arnold <laughs> Somehow to say. they've well, managed. And I want to have an investigation nice. about the City accountants. <laughs> yeah. How do they do that? Because I tell you, he is the best... He is the best striker. And b- by the way, mm. you know, before people will You are talking to yourself now or the listeners b- or me? By the way, I talk to the listeners. Okay, good. I talk to the listeners. I don't talk to you. I talk to the listeners. Okay. You know, it's a direct channel between me and the listeners. Yeah, yep, yep. Now, Fauna Rowley, 
before yes. he came to Australia and played for Melbourne City, hadn't had a great record. No, it, in five or six years, scored thirteen goals mm. across different uh, leagues and you know top leagues, Italy. We Greece, don't talk so, about that, Carlos. So now <laughs> you're claiming is you want to have an investigation? Is this this is the real Bruno Fornaroli? What, what was that or drug that uh, Maria Sharapova was taking? <laughs> Melodian. Uh, are, are we are we doing drug tests now? Well, apparently, oh, take it easy. No, no, true. Is no, this no. the real Bruno Fornaroli? Uh, all I, uh, the question, just, though, Carlos is right. Yeah. The question it does raise, uh, Warren, and, yes, and I, Vinny, I'm and not I, surprised I, you've come in behind the boss. No, no, I'm not coming in behind the boss. But all I'm oh, saying is that uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to next season. I, I think Fornaroli is is a dead set gun, but he, second year he, blues. He's got Vinny. to back it up. Second you know, year blues. Look at, FBK hasn't been the same. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he hasn't been the same. Yeah. Once you pay these guys what they want, he's got to win. Good to you. He's got to win the Johnny I mean, Warren medal or something and uh, it'll all go <laughs> south. It's the, probably the worst hot topic question we've ever had because the answer is obvious. Flores went off yep. the rails once he, once he won things. Yep. You, you pay these prop guys properly Fred. and they're no good to you. <laughs> Fred. Yes. Fred. The whole let, lot of them. Left victory. You name it. He just left town. And, and let, me, let me guess, Rodrigo, the SMSs would be coming off. I mean, clearly it's an obvious question. Could Melbourne City win anything with Bruno Fornarella? It's an obvious with, question. Without him. Without no, him. of course they couldn't. But that's the same for so many other teams. So you've just agreed with the hot topic. No, I haven't agreed. That's bizarre. It's a ridiculous hot topic. Right. Okay, well, um, right off the bat, so far, they can win the VPL without Bruno. Oh, see? Zero four double three ninety eight. You're pandering to a sector of the audience. Although, it's fair to say that Harry Navio on his day, mm. can can score. So if Bruno was, was, was out, right, mm. with Hertie ankle or something, mm, mm. Uh, Harry Navia could step up mm. till he spat the dummy. Yep. I'm very close to walking out. You know, know, you know if you don't we'll make him score. like a really, really well-paid uh, marquee mm. for next year, he's, he's off to Sydney. Bruno. He's going somewhere. Yeah. You know, the most, you know the, one of the most emotional moments that I've had so far this season when he was interviewed after the game? Yeah. And it was his mum who'd yeah, seen uh, him yes. come over mm. and only seen two games. Mm. And she'd watched the game against... Central Coast, I think, where he had about 47 yeah. chances and couldn't put one in the back of the net. And he really took th- – he, yeah. he had he didn't have many more yeah. than three chances yeah. against yeah. Sydney. He took them all. He had the ball for his mum. It was just beautiful. And I love the Did way he's persisting with his English too. Yeah. It's coming along really, really well. And when you, when you talk – when you've got a South American accent, right, and you're talking English and you're talking about your mum, it's even more emotive, I reckon. Yeah, yeah more emotional. it was great. Can, can I just say, I'm, I'm a bit of a dreamer and I, and I want him to stay – in Melbourne, because I think Melbourne is a good place for Fornaroli. You know, we just his English will improve. <laughs> you know, it's a nice yeah. place. Yeah, better breed of people. Well, I think the City Group have probably got a plan for him, Warren. Yeah, Maybe. a project. Maybe a project. Yeah. Uh, New York. Or I'm, I'm hearing Victory's coming in with a better offer. <laughs> Two prongs, Barisha and Bruno up front. BB. Yep. yep. There you go. The killer. I'll bees. just take all this. Fine. No, you should. Because, we'll I, I mean, let's face it, I've been taking it. How long have Melbourne City been in the comp for? Oh, I've had uh, very years, few good days. Mm-hmm. But and truth- now when the sun is shining, <laughs> I'm getting knocked down. Truth be told, um, Warren, and, and pardon my comparison, but it is your Suarez year with Fornaroli. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It's not going to get any better than Which means we lose the grand final. <laughs> if you can't do it this year with, with Moy in, in the sort of form he's in. Yeah, no, you're right. With uh, Fornaroli in the form he's in. I'll accept that, Vinny. That's a sort of a logical sort of argument that, you know, Moy will be gone. Fornaroli may not be good in the second year, but... The stupidity of what Carlos came out with before. Oh, I leave it to the. Uh, I, I defer to our listeners. Yes, and yet, yes. I don't know what was more stupid: he, what he said, or you—the <laughs> fact that you agreed with him after 
initially yeah, but, disagreeing. No, I'm agreeing with I'm disagreeing with the stupidity of the question. I mean, it's so often right. you could pick anyway. That's enough. Yeah, no, I'm not well, speaking for the rest of the show. No, no, that, that's not that's uh, that's going to happen. You won't get paid tonight. <laughs> <laughs> John, John in Port Melbourne says, "Great hot topic. It's uh, prevalent and upset Warren." Or it's relevant and upset Warren. There you go. Who was that? Uh, John in Port Melbourne. Thanks. You oh, have John. A good relationship with You're John. a good man, John. Yeah. Thanks James very much. at Caulfield. Would Rolling Stones be the same without Jagger? There great you one, go. Great one, James, because, you know, has, has In Excess ever recovered without Michael Hutchins? No, John never. Stephen came in and he was... Never. Never. Well, ACDC, you know... At the moment, Absolutely. they've cancelled their tour because... It's um, over the for league. these... I call them clubs. Although they did come back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No, no, John no. Farnham's come back a few times. <laughs> anyway, there's plenty more going on, of course, and the Matildas at the moment in the 83rd minute against uh, China are still 1-0 down. And uh, I, I allow the girls yeah, yeah, to lose this game oh. tonight. doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. They're no. preparing for Rio. Do you want to tweet already? that so they hear, yeah. they see that before <laughs> they lose? You give them license. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, one one nil against China at the moment uh, in the eighty third minute. Um, speaking about the Matildas, guys, this is now the officially the Q and A. Do you um, need your disco inferno? No, no, no. We don't need it, do we? Yes, yeah, go we on, do. Play, yeah, play yeah. disco inferno. <laughs> Yes, it's normally when we finish the Q&A, but uh, because of that discussion beforehand, uh, it's time for Rodrigo's Q&A. Rodrigo Rodrigo's Q&A, no less. But uh, let's talk about the Matildas and how emphatically they've qualified for the Olympics, of course. And uh, so I just want to ask the question. This is a deep question. What is the impact on the yep. game of the Matildas, not, not only just playing so well, but yep. also... Um, also, unbelievably, the, the ratings they've been getting mm. and just how they've galvanised, um, you know, the sporting world. I've got a theory, guys. You know, I'm, I know the free-to-air TV stations right now are negotiating with David Gallup. David Gallup wants to double, the, you know, the, the ratings. But we had no presence, except for the ICC tournament on Channel 9, you know, on yep. what Go or what Gem or whatever it was, where they could see some numbers. We really don't have any evidence or data, Warren, about how well would go on free to air. Of course, we've seen the big bash, the women's big bash, go crazy yeah, with numbers well. and stuff. What the women, uh, this qualifying tournament uh, for the Rio Olympics, has done on seven mate has shown what something like Australian Australian football team can get mm. on you know as a basic without too much uh, too much sort of, uh, you know, marketing or media, um, what we can get by way of, um, you know, numbers. The Matildas have just scored, Carlos. Fantastic. So I got a bit carried away as you were talking. Yeah. Um, it's just got an absolute cracker. I just couldn't Van make Egmont out who it was. Scored. Was it? Yeah, Van yep. Egmont. Okay, there Gary's go. daughter. Yep. And they'll um, go on and win it now. That's, yeah. that's the sort of team they are. It's like Vardy's goal it's on one the all. weekend. It's one all in the 85th minute. It's a beauty. But what it does is actually, the fact that the girls are actually rating pretty well on free-to-air, and actually, I think the numbers are even double what the Derby gets on Fox Ports. So... That's evidence for the for David Gallup to say. You've got to package it, Carlos. Yeah, but if you just just raw numbers without any media or marketing, I mean, Brendan Speed's still he's calling it off off off, off, off the tube in Australia. He's even, he hasn't even flown over there. I was disappointed. He'll be in Rio. They'll take him to Rio. It's yeah, a bit, but well, it's too important. I suppose what the point 7. is, it just shows ah. it just shows <laughs> that um, that you know Australian football can get the numbers. And the girls are leading the way by showing it, you know, through this tournament. It's look, I've, I've said it in the green room, and I know we've we've said this before, but I think the Matildas will win a World Cup before mm. the Socceroos um, get to a semi final. 
Oh, absolutely. I think the Matildas, given, you know, there's a lot of reasons for that. Not only are we not a bad football team, we're starting to believe in each other. And the, the age group, the age level of these girls is actually at the right late. I just reckon in the next two World Cups, two or three World Cup rotations, we've got to go close with this team. Yeah. And the other thing too, the, the, the women's game, when when it's played well, well any, football when it's played well is watchable anyway. And so mm. it, it, it's something that everyone, every audience, it's open to each audience. You know what I mean? It, it's not just uh, targeting female uh, yep. demographic. Everyone will watch mm. it because it's, it's A, the, the Australian brand, and B, they just play great football. It, it's a good football yeah. uh, you know, uh, way of playing the game. Yep. I think what people like, it's actually pure sport. It's yeah. It's n- there's nothing that surrounds it that complicates it. If you look at netball, you know why? Because there's no money in it. That's well, why. that's probably that's part of the reason. It's it's actually just pure play, and mm. this is it's consistent with the netball. It's consistent with you know the cricket and now the and now the soccer. I mean, it's just. But will it will it get less pure? As I mean, these girls all now are in, especially commercially. They're talking about, and I will get onto the strategic plan in a minute. But what? they're talking about. Of the possible pool of players uh, playing the game in Australia, especially by way of participation, 20% of those players are women. But they're saying in the next four years they want to make it 50%. To make that 50%, suddenly there's going to be a lot more women playing the game, uh, involved in the game as volunteers, coaches and administrators and so forth. So that's going to lead to a lot more commercial you know, uh, you know, income streams Mm. for Mm. for the sport. And if you do that, suddenly... You don't need to get numbers through the gate to make the women's game attractive. The fact that they're drawing commercial sponsorship and commercial streams of income, suddenly that makes it a really attractive. So I think the girls, once you pay them properly, not $30,000 or $40,000, you pay them $120,000, $150,000, make it a proper career for them. You watch, it'll go to the next level then. Mm. My sense is the greatest opportunity we have is to make the women's, the W League, the best women's domestic competition in the world. So all of a sudden you can change the whole dynamics of women's football by making this the best competition. And if you do that along with the A-League, then you can start packaging. I mean, the double headers are the key too. I think the way that they've done the cricket in terms of free to wear, when you package it as a double header and you get that attention, it's not only growing the audience for the women's game, it's growing the audience for the men's game. Because, you know, the key to growing football support is those kids, men and or girls and boys between the ages of like seven and fifteen that are playing now? They're going to be mm. the next, and you've got to start. Still, I think most of those kids are still saying, "Okay, well, I follow Real Madrid or Barcelona first, and I might be victory." But the longer it goes, the more they'll be inclined to follow domestic teams. I think it was funny today. Like I, I picked up Lily Venezuela from training, and um, all all the all the girls. Have got Barca t-shirts. The yep. fact that yeah. you know they're they're engaging yep. with the world game is fantastic. So, Vinny, does Lily Venezuela take any interest in what's happening with Matildas at the moment? Does she watch the game? Does she know the players? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you know, she she if the game's on, she'll come in and watch it. Yep. But uh, I, I think at the moment, but I think that uh, it's giving them a pathway and it's giving them license to dream big. Well, I was going to ask as you an avenue. if if it was a professional career path like the boys get. Right, where you can end up in Europe and become a millionaire. Would it be different? Because it doesn't seem like young girls, as much as they're playing the game, that they feel that there is a career path where they can have a, a proper job 
you know, and make a lot of money down the track because I don't think there's any. I mean, you can make decent money, but you even saw with some of the uh, players who were playing for City that helped them win Fishlock yeah, and absolutely. a few others. Yeah, yeah. They actually go from league to league to make their living, but I don't think they'll end up being millionaires by the end of it. No, it's still one all in the 90th minute. Um, just a question on the back of all of this: If the uh, Matildas, they're going to the Olympics, of course, should they have a farewell game against a, mm. another team? Because I'm just sitting here thinking, when was the last time they played in Melbourne? I I can't remember. It would be yeah. fantastic to have a farewell game mm. um, on the way to the Olympics. You know, Amy and, Park. At, at Amy Park. Yep. Um, 20,000 people? Yeah. I reckon they awesome. get 20. You'd think. I'm not a really good judge, am I, no. uh, of attendances, uh, potential attendances. Oh, that was all that Liverpool were going to yeah. get, too. Oh, no, I think, uh, I think they'd get 20,000 yeah. people. Just the feel-good factor. It's just getting yeah. a team to play against them here that's not, not going to Rio, because obviously it's, you know, a kind of you're going well, the Well, it'd be a pretty bad team, yeah. then, because, I mean, all the best teams will be over well, there. I'm just trying but to think. Double but double-headers. Like, imagine if the Matildas were playing against the England, the English women. Uh. You know, yeah. that sort of, mm. I mean, those sort of marketing, not marketing, but it's marketing game opportunities to grow the women's game. Because I can say on Liverpool, you know, apps and stuff, there's stuff about mm. who Liverpool women are signing for the domestic competition in the English yep. Women's Premier League. So there's even a sense within the Premier League teams that their women's teams are getting you know, news items on the mainstream websites about those teams. So I think there's a sense of it growing uh, everywhere. Think, absolutely. I think it's not only in Australia this is happening. This is happening. I mean, it's been happening in America for a long, long mm. time. They've led the way. But the college yeah. system has yeah, driven that. Absolutely. Uh, but they've had their National League fall over a couple of times. But, you know, now there's a little bit more, you know, money in it and I think a bit more certainty with how they're running it. But England were never serious about their football. I mean, the English female national team won nothing. Yeah. And uh, But in, the, in more recent recent years, I think the standard of the game, like you said, it's imminently yeah, watchable now. It's really watchable. And they're great athletes. And uh, and I think it's just going to get better and better. It is. In the 92nd minute, it's uh, still one all. Um, we're gonna, we'll come back. We'll take a break now and come back with the result, of course, and uh, m- more of the Q&A, including, obviously, Ange Postacoglu named the Socceroo mm. squad today um, for the next couple of games. And we'll talk about the FFA's four-year strategic plan they announced on Monday. This is the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. On becoming owner-manager of Hereford United in 1997, Graham Turner said, The first thing I'll do is negotiate a pay rise, give myself a 10-year contract, and then sack myself. This has been a profound coaching moment by the Four Diego's. Thanks for joining us tonight, Australia. The Matildas won, China won in the final uh, game of the Olympic qualifiers in Japan. Uh, Zhao Zhu scored in the 16th minute for China and Van Egmont scored in the 85th uh, for Australia. That means Australia undefeated undefeated in this uh, tournament and uh, qualify very comfortably yeah. uh, for the Olympics in Rio, which uh, I can't wait for in a lot of ways, uh, guys, because obviously we know Rio extremely We know oh, the haunts, absolutely. don't we? Absolutely. Yes. Is, it, and I? is it wrong to say oh, it's a blow? You, it's, these two victories are a big blow to communism as well, Rodrigo? <laughs> well, with North Korea. <laughs> is, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. Communism yeah. taken one? It, yeah. Well, it's fair to say. Is it the end, the beginning of no. the end? <laughs> I think they'll rally. I think they'll <laughs> rally. Right. They have got the numbers. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> well, they'll protest. Anyway. We um, have got a, a phone call through. Someone's asking about where the North Korean women are right now. <laughs> in transit, yeah, in yeah. quotation marks. Family, family's yeah. ringing. Do you yeah. know where the girls are? Yeah, will we ever see them again? 
Yeah, <laughs> poor girls. Anyway, great result there. Well, in the end, it was um, because they were down for most of that game. But uh, let's uh, let's talk about uh, Ange Postecoglou named mm. the Socceroos squad for the two games, the Celtics Socceroos. <laughs> no. um, I, I, look, it's good to have a sponsor. Yes. You know, but a, why a, do you a, need to completely tarnish the brand by calling them that? Well, can't they just I have know. the symbol in the background? Look, I went to Caltex the other day. So I've gone part of the football family. <laughs> what did you get? I get a discount? She says, oh, I've got a family to feed. Pay 58 bucks. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, it doesn't work it, yet. It just doesn't roll off the tongue, does it? Like, the, you remember Winfield Socceroos <laughs> yes, back in 85? Yeah. When you're really desperate, you'll you'll go with... Yeah, yeah. you'll sell anything, Carlos. I'm sure they'll have BHP Billiton <laughs> soccer is at one stage too, but anyway. Anyway, so uh, they take on Tajikistan on the 24th of March in, at the Adelaide Oval. Should be interesting there. Mm. And um, then they take on Jordan at uh, headquarters at uh, in Sydney um, on the 29th of March. It's on a pitch well that be will be probably... Because they always yeah. play there. Angel... I mean, his squad, he's made well, some yeah. serious changes to this squad. And I know they're good young players coming in, like Gary is coming in and Gersback. I love Gersback, great player. Um, and a couple of others are coming Janu, in. Janu, of course. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the Greek, the Greek boy. boy, Greek Australian boy's come in. And uh, obviously, he's, he's, you know, he's a bit of a, a buffeting striker up front that could score some goals for us, which is great. Mm. Uh, but he's dropped some mainstays. You know, the guys like uh, Matty Mackay, uh, Ivan Franich. I mean, some of these guys haven't played much, but Matty's yeah. been playing regularly. Jason Davidson's out of the squad. Um, and a few Troisi. others. Troisi, a couple um, of others. Wilkinson. Yeah, Wilkinson. Now, I thought, okay, well, he's bringing these young guys. What he likes to do is bring these young guys in so they can taste the training but not necessarily play. But I think he's going to have to play some oh, of these Brad kids. Brad Smith deserves to play, no, well, Carlos. I mean, and he has been the squad yes. running around at part of the training squad before. So he'll probably start, I think. Uh, but it's interesting what he's going to do it right back because he's got Risden, who hasn't played much, if anything at all. But he has been part of the squad before. And Gary is the once. other one too. So... Um, I just think uh, it's a really interesting and gutsy mm. selection by Ange because he needs to still get points out of these two games. He does. We're not home and hosed yet. Well, Jordan's a, mm. the, the, the game of the group, really, because yeah. Jordan sits second. At the moment, Australia and Jordan are first and second, respectively, on 15 and 13 points. So mm. uh, Australia on top, and then uh, Kyrgyzstan are, have played seven games. They're on 11. And then, um, you know, Tajikistan and uh, Bangladesh. Well, um, yeah. We also rans of the group, so I agree with you. They have to, they have to win these games. And if these kids play well, especially the full backs, you know, Guerrier and yep. Gersbeck and these sort of guys, because Beach is not in the squad no, either. No, he's you not. Know? So if these guys play well, can you imagine that suddenly the depth they've got in those full back positions? Because don't you think someone like a Davidson and Beach are burning inside right now? They wouldn't, they wouldn't be saying, "Oh yeah, well, you know, good on Ange for picking young boys." They'd be saying. I'm gutted that I'm not in this squad because I was there for the World Cup. Jason Davison was. He was there playing in the Asian Cup. He helped them win it too. Well, Franich would have played yeah. in all three games mm. in, at the World Cup yep. too had he not done his hamstring. And if he wasn't injured, he probably would have played. Well, he did play at the Asian Cup. Yes. So these guys uh, feel that they're, they're number one in those spots. They're established. And suddenly they're out of the squad. I think that's a real shake-up. Mm. Uh, I think it's a good move by Ange. Yeah, bold. And, and that's what you want. Yeah. It keeps keeps people guessing. And, and as you said, uh, you're building that sort of depth. Gersbach's been sensational. Oh, so, he's a good player. You know, his kid. time has come. And it, you know what better place to sort of open the account? Yeah, mm. so um, Bailey Wright's there as well. Um, so they've got... It's, 
It's not a uh, Terry Antonis's um, yeah, in the squad that, as well. It, that, that's purely because he's playing regularly in Greece for Payok. I think he's yep, there at yep. the moment. So um, yes, these guys here are playing regularly, and he's going to reward them. So I think it's going to it's going to be a, a case of um, some of these players, even someone like a Jason Davidson, maybe look at changing. A, the club he's playing for so he can play he's played he's played about 75 percent of his games for Huddersfield but really if you're playing for Huddersfield in the championship you get lost no one knows what you're doing and you know, even though I'm pretty sure Ange keeps in touch with him all the time but uh it's just not high profile enough someone like a Brad Smith coming off the bench in Liverpool will and particularly put it, in that run mm, of games in yeah, FA Cup and also Carling regularly, Cup. he's earned that spot so he's jumped yep. He's jumped the uh, the ladder of who's playing at left back now, so it's interesting. Absolutely, and uh, just uh, it's good to see uh, Bubs Melissa Barbieri not not crying today on air. She, <laughs> did you see how emotional was that when uh, yeah. when she was crying uh, on air with um, Jason Jason Richardson, Richardson yes. who yes is an, on SEN, of course he with is. Uh, Kevin Butler. So, Man about town. And just a little bit of a just a, a shout out to all the other Matildas from the other generations who have been waiting for this moment. I know they've done they've been plucky at World Cups before and stuff, but this generation of girls is a product of what's happened before them. These girls can play. Great athletes are going to have a great career ahead of them. They're young enough, but they were actually almost schooled or tutored by the previous Matildas. Yep, and they're they're sitting here watching. These girls, these girls in this generation suddenly being paid and the previous generations have missed out on that. So big shout out to all the Matildas out there who have played for Australia before and just watching these young girls, uh, you know, as your example that's led this to, to where we are right now. That's very nice of you, Carlos. Mm. I agree with you. That's mm. that's awesome. So um, I mean, you got to you got to meet Telcarp. Tell, yeah, I was yes, just about uh, to say she, who's on the board of um, FFE now. Yeah. yeah, I got to catch up with Tell last Friday at the mm. community and business uh, lunch that uh, the Football Federation Victoria put on, which was fantastic. About four hundred people there. Mm. We send you, know? you to all the black tie events, you, don't you we? Do. You're you the do. designated and, black and Rodrigo, tie man. Well, we here to share on the bridal table too. <laughs> Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was. Well, who were you sharing the table with, Rodrigo? Well, Kimon Kaliodoros, the, yes. uh, the yeah. president um, yep. of Football Federation Victoria. Yep. The most so. eloquent uh, yeah. special comments man in the history of world football. Yeah, and look, I, and there were a couple of guys. Um, Mark Bresciano. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey. You, 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 you were on the table with yeah. him? Yeah, I was on the yeah, table. Who else? Nobody. Take a selfie, yeah. Rodrigo. And, um, Did you take a selfie, say Marco? Yeah, no, no, I'm not, not into that. Um, that? Who else? I'm, I'm at the end of a haircut cycle, <laughs> too, so I decided not to put my head on Who else on were you photo. in? Um, on there with? Well, Josip Skoko. Yes. Yeah, yeah he um, and I got um, yeah. got to chatting, and mm. I said, do you mind if I call you Pip? <laughs> he said, yes. So, you know, we were very close. You mind it. Anyone else? who's the chair of Vic Sport as well. Yeah, so, no, look, just hobnobbing there with a lot of people mm. and stuff. that's who goes to these events you know there um, would have been a lot of jealous people in that room yeah. that you know Diego was on the bridal <laughs> table is there a sense of not asking <laughs> irony why why don't I get that gig is there a reason you why I don't get to well, go you got to pay your, due, yeah, your dues <laughs> through the community yeah, oh the route. community yeah. yes, it's all about you, me you that's gotta, why you've got to care you, you've you, chosen you, a different pathway that's yeah. right you yeah. want to go straight to the black yeah, tie if it was right. a black tie but anyway now great event you did uh, wear well a suit though and it, you, you heated up a bit it was a hot day it was a hot day but uh, well done to anthony grima of mm. course who uh our really friend is, yeah um uh the community and business yep. is a fantastic initiative, so well done. By the way, uh, since you mentioned Pip Skoko, given that we're going to be playing Greece in a friendly, was it not Pip Skoko uh, who yes. scored a cracker? Missed time, yeah. I think it was. 96,000 people at the MCG. It was a yeah. farewell game yep. for the 2006 World Cup. Yep. Well, um, we will get Josip Skoko on the show very, very soon yes. as well. So, um, 
and even Tal Carp as well, because mm. uh, she was very, very, uh, very keen and uh, uh, wants to talk about the Matildas as well. So um, we'll do that over the next couple of weeks. Um, the next thing we want to talk about before we go to a break is um, the FFA. David Gallup and Stephen Lowy um, came out and announced a four-year strategic plan, and uh, it was really interesting. There were a number of points, obviously. There, there's, um, you know, uh, obviously the TV rights are, are critical to um, the plan, but focus on the A-League as the linchpin of the strategy, more women in the game, making sure that there's pathways, as we discussed. But there's also the discussion about uh, the FFV, FFA rather chipping in uh, for a marquee strategy. Yep. So you're helping clubs get more big names into the competition. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, we've heard for years now how clubs want to be independent they they want the an independent league they want the, to be a, a free from the from the clutches and the control of the FFA but when it comes to this marquee issue they all want the, they want to they all want to be centralised at the FFA. So mm. the FFA have to get the pool of funds together, and somehow the players can dip into those pool of funds, or the clubs can dip into the pool of full of funds to get these big name marquees. So it's interesting how they want to, you know, almost uh, give back control to the FFA when they when they need a big pool of money, but they want to <laughs> be independent when they want to run it themselves. So well, uh, look, uh, you know, the big problem we've got. I think that's a great idea in principle, yep. but the big problem we've got at the moment is China. Right, I mean, any marquee that might be considering coming to Australia is going to have their head turned by China. That's for sure. And how we're going to compete against that? Well, we can talk about a project, Vinny. Yep. We can talk about the sun. We can talk about the beach. We can talk. You know, they can live on the Sydney Harbour. But will that? Would you go for the you know four or five million dollars? that you would get in China compared to maybe the one and a half or two you'd get here. You'd well, almost go a World War II propaganda campaign, <laughs> don't go to China, they're communists. <laughs> just to stop it. Not, not that I'm judging, that, I'm just saying. Do you think that'll be happening in the corridor, you know, in the, uh, in the do, background? Do you know what I'd like to see happening? Because I don't necessarily think we need a marquee fund because, um, you know, who are you going to get? How, how good are they going to be here? But I reckon we need a, a, a keep a keeper fund so that when we've got a player like a Fornaroli or a, a Barisha that that's, we've, we've plucked out of nowhere mm. and is, is, is a true gun and, and works for the A-League, we've got to be able to find funds to keep him. So, for example, Brisbane could have didn't – it wasn't possible for them to keep Barisha because yeah. they had Broish. Yeah. But really, if there was a, a dip-in fund for them to keep Barisha, that would have, would have been win-win because you could have lost Barisha – to Europe or to China, yeah. wherever. So, and you got a point because Borussia wins your leagues. Fauna Riley, in theory, can win you a league, right? Um, Adele Piero might not because he's here for a year. It's really a, he's here for a project, uh, mm. really to grow the game and so forth. But not necessarily here to initially. Mm. I mean, you ask any uh, A League coach right now, would they prefer Bruno Fauna Riley in the form he's in this year, or uh, Alessandro Del Piero to win him games? And I know I'll get slammed for this, but people will say, coaches will tell you Bruno Fornaroli oh. every day of the week right now because it wins them games. It keeps their jobs and, and, uh, and it actually uh, gets crowds through the door because they know that play's here playing for the shirt. The thing that's been most exciting, or one of the things that's most exciting for me is, is you know, who is this Fornaroli? At the start of the season, is he going to be any good? And then he's a star. And, mm. and you're just you're loving it, and you're thinking, why haven't I heard of him before? Because mm. he can do whatever he wants on the pitch, and maybe in Europe he wouldn't, he didn't lie, he obviously didn't have the success he craved, but uh, here he's right for our yeah. game, and and it's kind of like we we get to watch him, mm. and it, it, you know it's a blessing. But isn't that the key 
Carlos, that you said that we'll never compete with the money from China, and that's fair. But it's almost like the money needs to go into the identification of players that are not necessarily the guys that the Chinese Super mm. League is going to go after, but are clearly good enough. And uh, and Fornaroli, if you look at his recent record or whatever, but look, they always said one of the big advantages of Melbourne City becoming part of the City Group was the was the um, army of spotters and talent scouts that they've got out there looking for talent. Well, that's what they've found when they've had the mechanics to be able to find. And I'm sure that A-League clubs, I think it's probably fair to say, we've been reluctant to go for South American players. But they've made mistakes. Corrin was a big mistake. Yes. And that's a city group scouting the True. Yeah. Yep. Brisbane had Barisha... Broish and a few others. So that was Ange, really. And that was Ange, yeah. 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 So. But, but the FFA would never say would never say yes to Melbourne City if they said, "Hey, by the way, we've got this Uruguayan boy who's played in, uh, you know, he's played in Italy. Yeah. Uh, can you chip in for you know another uh, half mm. a million to keep him here? No, no, they, they, not so, to get him. No, so, no, so yeah. they're going to they're going to go for the big names. Yeah, that, that's, that's what right. the, the marquee. I'm, I'm sure that's what it'll be. I mean, Melbourne City. Will have to sign Bruno Fornaroli as a marquee next year. But if they out want of to all the clubs, here. out of all the clubs who can, if they wanted to, because of the city group and the funds that they could provide, they could pay Stevie uh, G. No, they could pay Bruno Fornaroli the money he would get at China. Yes, like if they wanted to keep him, and why not? If you can mm. afford it, it's a drop in the ocean. They you can pay Bruno Fornaroli three million, he'd stay. Yeah, you know. So. Absolutely. Hey, let's take a break now and um, we'll come back uh, with Mike McGrath from The Sun in the UK right after this on the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. I call it sacrifice. A football coach is someone who's prepared to lay down your life for the good of the team. This is a profound coaching moment by the Four Diego's. Welcome back. Coming around the home stretch, of course, uh, we're looking to catch up with Mike McGrath from The Sun in the UK um, to talk about everything in the UK, of course, and also the English Premier League. Warren, just uh, before we go to Mike, Mike um, um, Rodriguez. just trying to raise him, um, what tickled your fancy on the weekend in the English Premier League? Uh, no doubt it was Mares's goal for Leicester in the, midst of, in the midst of teams that you would think have more pedigree, more to play for, more legitimate reason for winning the title, just falling around them, except for Man City that are just flat-track bullies. But the rest, it was... Look, Leicester City have almost got through this run of three games against teams they should have beat with full points. You look at their next six games, they play teams that they can win. This is real now. Mm. This is real, and... I'm going to call it in the next couple of weeks. I think they'll win it. Well, you know what is real? Um, we've got Mike McGrath on the phone from the UK, from the Sun in the UK. G'day, Mike. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. No, thanks for joining us. Uh, Rodrigo here, Vinny, Warren and Carlos here as well. Hey, Mike, I just want to... Uh, Warren was talking about Leicester, but I just want to talk about... Uh, there's been a lot of talk, and, and there always is when uh, some of the superpower clubs like uh, Manchester United and Chelsea and others from other leagues don't make uh, or don't look like uh, they're going to make the, Euro- uh, the UEFA Champions League. There's always talk about a European Super League, but uh, this week or just recently, Charlie Stilitano, who's the chairman of Relevant Sports, who backs the, um, the ICC, uh, which is coming to Melbourne again in June, July, um, he wants to see a European Super League. And if clubs like, well, he basically says that if clubs like Leicester uh, qualify for the UEFA Champions League, they should make way for a club like Manchester United. Are people nervous in England about this? 
Um, I think. Well, it was it was our paper actually that broke the broke the story about this meeting in London last week. Um, and I think there is a bit of um, there is a bit of nerves around what might happen in the future regarding uh, regarding an, a European Super League. I mean, basically, our, you know, as you as you know, our game is. Um, it is kind of based on um, relegation and promotion and being champions. Um, and just the, the fear is that, that maybe that, that might be compromised if there is a breakaway with the, the top teams always um, in this European league. I think uh, Claudio Ranieri himself said as much, said, well, you know, the, the big five, as they, as they used to be called, um, uh, are talking about uh, breaking away. You know, maybe that they're looking over their shoulder at uh, people like Leicester who are, who are coming up on the rails. Mike, can I just say, is it is there something elitist about that? And you know, <laughs> English people don't do that, do they? It's like having a royal family. <laughs> just close shop. I, I think um, elitist in so far as that they think that they're they're the elite and they want to monopolise, um, you know, what they have and they want to make sure that they don't lose it, and they want to make sure that other people don't get their hooks into um, what is, uh, you know, a huge amount of money that they that they generate, those big clubs. Um, so it's, in, it's probably in their interest to to be non-competitive in a, in a European Super League, but um, obviously it, it, it's such early days on it as well, and I just think there would be a huge backlash to it. Um, and I think more realistically, we might we might see summer tournaments um, with this uh, with the with the ICC. There they're they're often over in um, Australia as well as uh, America with these really big big matches that generate a lot of money. Um, I think that would probably be more realistic in the short term than than something like a, a breakaway. Now, Mike, um, you're a respected pundit with quite a career in front of you. You'll be chief football writer for the uh, for your paper soon. So I know you won't call it now, but I'm going to call it. Leicester are going to win this title. And I say that because of their form recently. You look at their next six games, it's hard to see where they'll lose. And the fact that they're five points up and the team's behind them with all different agendas, this thing is absolutely real, and I'm calling it. <laughs> Leicester are going to win the title. <laughs> I think they they've definitely got the bottle for it, and they've got the players for it. I I do think just in the last couple of weeks, what we've seen is the fact that player that, that that teams are respecting them and treating them differently. And basically, Jamie Vardy hasn't scored um, many goals. He scored he scored a penalty against Arsenal, and basically, since he was on that hot run of form, it's that wonder goal against um, Liverpool. Which, um, but him running behind defences, I think that's a thing of the past now. I think people have wised up to it. The fact that they're not giving him space behind to run into. So I've just got a feeling that it's going to be tough for them, um, and we might see, we might just see, you know, you know, Man City if they can get their act together, Tottenham if they can close out victories like they didn't against um, Arsenal. I. I I just think that Leicester might fall short, and I'm, I am an R every um, week, and this week I'm thinking that they might not do it. Mike, uh, just before we let you go, uh, Jose Mourinho to Manchester United. Apparently the rumours are now that Manchester United are going cold on Jose, and they might uh, revert to the original plan of uh, Van Gaal about 
till about two, 2017, then pass it on to the, the favoured son in uh, Ryan Giggs. Are you hearing that also? Well, with, with Man U, you'd think if they, if they desperately wanted Mourinho, they could have done it already. So you'd think that that, that is, you know, it's safe, it's, it's, uh, it's safe to say that they have gone a bit cold because they haven't done it yet. Um, I still think that, that we might see him at Old Trafford in the summer. Um, I think that Van Gaal's got away with it this week. You know, a terrible defeat to West Brom, but, you know, he's playing the kids and maybe Juan Mata's red card got, um, you know, Meant that meant that the flak wasn't directed to Van Hal, but um, I I still think that there's a chance for a Jose. But like you say, it's not it's not happened yet. Hey Mike, uh, just a short call tonight. Thanks for your time, and uh, we'll catch up with you again next week. No problem. Anytime. Speak soon. Good on you, Mike. Thanks there. And uh, there's Mike McGrath from the Sun in the UK. Let's take a break. Come back with more of the Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Coming up after the Diego's, it's All Night Appetite with uh, Scotty Cooney. Hey, um, boys, a couple of big games for the mm. Melbourne teams in yep. the A-League. Adelaide United, Melbourne City. Oh, well, I suppose, I suppose Fauna Roli, Navio and Moy that are in the top six goal scorers <laughs> in the A-League, they'll probably get the job done, I well, would have thought. Yeah, yeah. There is a hashtag going from Chocking Crew Point, Stupid Hot Topic. <laughs> um, anyway, big games. And the other big game, of course, is Brisbane Roar and Melbourne Victory on That's Saturday. Huge. That's I think victory will win. If victory win, two points from second. Hard game. Unbelievable. Hard game. Looking forward to a big weekend of A-League. Well under the Matildas. They mm. drew one all with China tonight and they qualify on top for the Rio Olympics. So that's it for this week's show. So remember, Carlos. We have a Puerto Rican girls hang out. Woo there. there. Have you Samba Rumba and La Bamba. Woo there. there. Wherever there are girls with fruit on their head and balls at their feet. Woo there. there. Wherever gringos play football. Woo there. there. We are the 48 Olé. Olé. Yeah.